Hello, listeners. Welcome to AC's Random Mashup Podcast. My name is Alex. And my name is Calvin. In this week's podcast, we will talk about the dumping down of technology. What do we mean by this? Uh, Alex will explain one of the examples. Yeah, so it was actually something uh, Calvin had sent me. He showed that if you use the mobile app of YouTube, instead of having quality settings like 4K, 1080p, 40p, you now have different high quality or low quality. There's no particular resolutions you can choose anymore. And to me and to him, that's really stupid to do that. Yeah, it really is. You know, when I want to watch video on YouTube, I, I would love to have like the option to choose the resolution. You know, I'm aware of the effect that it has on my data plan and the effect that it has on my device, like power consumption and all. It's interesting because when I, I just looked at the picture you sent me and I'm checking right now. So they do have like the auto higher quality picture data saver, but they do have an option to hit advanced and then you can choose the resolutions from there. But that's that's the main problem is now this simple setting is buried away in, in another advanced tab that you may not see right away. And you know, the thing is, um, now you can actually select like a general option for a video quality option in the settings um, that applies to all videos, <laughs> but you can just, just uh, choose between high, medium and low. On PC, you can choose like 1080p and it stays at 1080p for the whole browser session, but that doesn't apply to mobile and this is so annoying. Yeah, it seems like they wanted to dumb down it so people who are not as tech experienced could easily see like, oh, that makes more sense. But in doing so, it just essentially buries the options and makes it worse for usability. Yeah, it makes it worse for techies like you and me. To be honest, I f really feel like that the usual 10-year-old TikToker would actually appreciate this since they are tech illiterates anyways. No, they, I mean, I see my cousin who's five years old and he can work a tablet already. You know, the younger generations are not really that tech illiterate. Maybe when it comes to more advanced computing things. Are you telling me that your five-year-old brother could choose between 1080p and 144p? I'm sure he could, but um, most of the time he probably doesn't even select something like that. Just goes whatever is what. But my point is, is that- Yeah, that, that's the thing. And and people that don't have that much knowledge will just see, oh, okay, so uh, the upper option says more data usage, and since I have a limited data plan, I, I won't choose this option. Yeah, I can see where it can be helpful in that regard, but my point is, is that really these are made more for the older generations who have trouble with technology. I'm pretty sure like even my age group could understand resolution and data and stuff like that even if they're not the most like tech advanced or whatever. The thing is, is it's not a hard concept to grasp what resolution is. It's really not like people overthink technology all the time. And that's where we get this stuff, this dumbing down. Going to another example, one of the biggest pet peeves of Windows is now they have the settings and control panel in Windows 10. And I, I guarantee they made settings so they can make it not only more user-friendly in a sense, but also probably more so for mobile platforms like tablets and such. But 
in the end, it made it even worse because now you have a split between settings that are in the settings app and settings that are only in control panel. It makes navigating and doing things in Windows so much harder at times. And this was all an attempt to like make it easier, but it didn't. It made it worse. Microsoft tries to generalize their uh, UWP app interface, you know, like that apps are interchangeable on all platforms, on mobile, on Windows 10 ARM, on, on HoloLens and all. And they choose to go with this layout and with this uh, overall user experience. So I can understand why they do this. And to be honest, the settings app isn't that bad anymore. But I have to agree that it's really annoying to change settings in, in two different programs. Yeah, well, my thing is, is settings isn't bad, right? It lays out stuff nicely. Sometimes I still have some trouble finding things because of how the different categories are. But relatively, it's good. But my point is, it's been, what, almost six years that Windows 10 has been out, and they've yet to merge everything together. Like, we still have control panel, and every time I hear, oh, they're going to remove it soon. You know they said that four years ago, three years ago? They they always said, oh, we're going to remove control panel, but they never binded everything together. So you have, like, this mishmash experience, and half the time, you go into settings, and you open something, and it just opens control panel, or it opens something you could have easily found in control panel before. I just don't like this this split. Well, you know... Uh, a coworker of mine had an appointment at a, a customer of ours who had uh, networking issues. So he, he drove there, he plugged his PC into uh, their network, assigned himself uh, an IP in the customer's network via the control panel interface. You know what I mean? Like when you click on Internet Protocol version 4, uh, give yourself an IP in, in a subnet, you know what I mean? Yeah, we've done that all the time in networking. That's like the really only good way to do it. <laughs> Well, <laughs> um, the VPN that we use in our office, the Sonic Wall with Net Extender, which overrides the settings in the control panel. If you shut your PC down while you are still connected via VPN, via Net Extender, it would override the, the uh, settings. And if you uh, just turn your PC on again at a different location, the settings would still be applied and to change those you need to go to the internet settings in the settings app so the settings app overrides the control panel and it took him like two hours to figure that out oh my god that that's pure pain this is what happens when you try to essentially dumb down it and make something that's easier but instead you make it harder Th these are issues caused by that mindset and I understand, like, it's good to streamline stuff. I mean, we had a previous episode where we were talking about how UIs got more simplified. And that's a good thing. But it's not a good thing to take options or make it harder to find the options that you want. Look at Apple. Apple just completely removes those options. Apple is like, you know this good feature? Just We're just going to either bury it or forget about it. That's, that's all they do. Like, that's the thing that I don't like about the Apple user interfaces, it's not really that customizable. I mean, people say, oh, Linux is more customizable than Windows and stuff, which I understand, but... It is, it really is. When people say that, they, they act like you can't customize anything on Windows. But my point is, is that Apple has done that dumbing down thing with their interface. Like, they, they expect, I guess, anyone who owns Apple products don't know how to use a computer because it's, they, that's why they have buy Apple, I guess. <laughs> 
You know, um, this one coworker of mine who is basically uh, one working in our accounting, he's a, an Apple user. Like he, he has a MacBook and an iMac at, at home and he uses a Windows machine at in the office. And he is basically uh, totally lost when there's a problem with it. Oh my God. It's not even that hard of a difference either. I mean, it's like the file explorer is laid out a little differently. You can't say something like that to an Apple user. You will scare them away. Uh, I don't know. I can understand if you're going from like Apple to Linux or Windows to Linux, because that's a whole different beast. What do we mean by Linux? Like the, the, the GNU Linux by Linus Torvald or a distribution like Ubuntu? Yeah, like, like some kind of distribution. But which one? I don't know. I just one with the user interface because even so, like they're they're different in how they operate and and commands and such. Uh, Ubuntu, for example, is basically Windows and Linux, uh, Windows and macOS merged together. Like uh, it, it has the statics of macOS mostly, uh, but has the the customization of Windows uh, and all the customization options of Linux. Like you can install your your own desktop environment and all. But the default desktop environment has the customization options that Windows has. Linux now is is a lot better with its distros and stuff, but it could still be overwhelming, especially if you're trying to use it for more advanced stuff. Like if you're doing like networking stuff, like in my classes or, or whatever. Yeah, uh, you, you know, I know some people from the OVO Foundation <laughs> who actually say that uh, Linux is the best thing for networking since you can directly edit the IP tables. I mean, Linux, for what we're using, we're using it for ethical hacking and such like that. For ethical <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one of the classes I have. We're using it for that. We're using like Metasploit and uh, I can't even think of the other ones. But yeah, regardless, that's not our main topic for today. How about the uh, console UIs, like PlayStation 4 or 5 or whatever? I mean, they're fine, but PlayStation, what I don't like about them is like, ah, oh, people won't be able to find their game, so we install the game, we're just going to put it right in the friggin' front. Like, there's no, like, games folder, in a sense. Like, you can go to your games library to see the games, but... Oh, you mean, like, when you, when you compare the PS3 to the PS4? Yeah, I mean... People really liked the PS3 interface, which I don't blame them. That was so nice. I mean, you just there was one bar of stuff, and that's it. That's a way you can make something more simplified and actually like a good way. Like they streamlined their interface because everything was like simply you just went up to the top bar, you scroll left and right for your options, and you scroll up or down. It was great. And while I didn't necessarily like the the game organization it had. It seems a lot more streamlined and less clunky than PlayStation 4's interface, where it feels like I have to go to like multiple different things to get the settings or friends. It just, I don't know why they went back on that design. They pretty much essentially, they did the same thing where they buried their options away in submenus and crap like that. Or how about when they think that everyone's a moron, so they make an app for something, like when I got one of my routers, it came with an app that you had to download to configure it. What what kind of router is that? Netgear R6400. I couldn't remember if I had to set it up with the app or not. I'm trying to think. There was probably a way to set it up without the app, but they were like, download this app and set it up. 
what's the problem with downloading an app to configure a router like to be honest i think that that's actually more user friendly uh than anything else except if you need to sign up with an account because that's just data hoarding i think i had to make an account or something like that there was a in that case they can but that's my point is i think they forced me to use the app and i had to make an account there might have been a way to set it up manually but i it's been a while since i actually mess with the router really they're trying to dumb this down like oh here's an app which is a great idea right for people who aren't more skilled but then they force you to use it and they force you to make an account and stuff like that so you hold on are you telling me that you can't manage it via their web interface well once you set up the router you can you can do it through the app as well but i think the first time setup if i remember correctly i had to do it on the app <laughs> i could be wrong but again, that's what I remember, and that's what pissed me off so much. I'm just trying to think of other examples. Oh, how about when a website decides that it's going to take its more simplified mobile version and put it on the desktop? It's understandable where you need to bury settings and such like that in a mobile app because you can't display everything on the screen. But you can't take that same dumbing down and apply it to the desktop app too. It just doesn't work. And half the time, the, the, the UI scales like garbage. So you got these like big buttons that were made for people who have like 100-100 uh, vision or something, like who can't see anything. Half the time when I look at a desktop website, there's so much dead space on the sides. Turn off your ad blocker and you'll see that those websites are not MD. Well, I'm talking about Twitter here. and But, you know, that that's just Twitter being Twitter, how, how they want to streamline the whole experience. And, and to be honest, I think that's a good thing. Uh, just like what Reddit does. <clears throat> you know, the tablet version looks very similar to the desktop web version. Yeah, it does, definitely. Uh, I mean, Reddit was a good thing. People don't like the new Reddit design, but I think it, it definitely made it a lot better than the original. It looks like Fortune. <laughs> Oh, the original was so clunky. Yeah, they, they have an example like Reddit, a good streamlining, how you can do it well without losing that functionality and essentially keeping that same look on mobile and desktop. Well, at the end of the day, I can understand why they want to improve their user experience, but <laughs> this dumbing down ends up doing the opposite a lot of the times. But that is all we have to say about this topic. Thanks for listening to the podcast, and we hope you tune in again.